awesome day. Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. Before we get started, I want to ask a small favor and that you head over to wherever you listen to us, select a podcast that you've enjoyed, give us a rating and a review, and while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any of this content. Thank you so much for your partnership. Today, we're going to discuss the tenets of a book I read several years ago called I Am Enough. The author, Miss Marissa Peer, is a therapist, and she is responsible for creating the, I believe it's called the Rapid Transformation Method. I know it utilizes hypnosis cognitive behavior therapy, as well as neuro-linguistic programming to help individuals really understand right now what's going on and then backing it up one step to go underneath to address root cause. That is effectively what cognitive behavior therapy in neuro-linguistic programming does for us. But in the book, I Am Enough, She designed principles to help us massively increase our sense of self-worth. Like it or not, if how you feel about yourself and how you view yourself are out of alignment, or if they're not positive, then before we can do any of the things that we talk about on this channel for enrichment, for growth, further development, we've got to tackle that underlying situation. At the end of the day, what we need collectively is to feel good about ourselves and to believe in ourselves. There are three functional changes that she really talks through in the book, I Am Enough. They are limiting belief, self-sabotage, self-destructive thoughts and behavior. In the limiting belief space, this is a state of mind or belief about ourselves that restricts us in some way, shape, or form. Family, limiting beliefs are learned beliefs. In the same way that repetition took place for us to have that now hardwired as part of our personality, character set, we're going to have to begin to talk back to these beliefs. After we have identified them, we're going to go one by one to begin saying the opposite of whatever the limiting belief is. I have so much respect and devotion for the army. Had it not been for free counseling and a standardized test that was mandatory, along with studying, which was also mandatory, I would have continued to hold a 16-year limiting belief. When you have a limiting belief, it says, in effect, whatever it is that you want to do for good, You're not going to be able to do it for some reason. The book talks at length 
about methods that we can deploy to undo that. And we're going to cover some of the antidotes toward the end of this episode. Number two was self-sabotage. Self-sabotage occurs when we destroy ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, or deliberately hinder our own success and well-being by undermining personal goals and values. Have you ever said to yourself or recalled a dream, an aspiration, something that you really, really wanted to go after before you even did or took the very first step? There was a mental conversation that ensued and that mental conversation said, there's no use in you doing this. It's not going to work out. You don't have what it takes. You're not capable. There's some sort of issue that you've been harboring for a number of years. And that issue is more than likely a label that someone has given you that now has been made a part of your subconscious and you're governed by it. Number three is self-destructive thoughts and behaviors. This one is very, very frightening because what happens in the mind is the thoughts will begin to come and that dominant voice that brings the criticism about you that reinforces the label that someone has given you gets increasingly louder, shows up more frequently. And then what happens is your circumstances, your surrounding, your environment begins to build on this limitation. And the destructive piece comes out in that the thoughts then move to behaviors and these behaviors can result in things like cutting or uh, pulling your hair out, burning ourselves. They, they could also play out in heavy use of drugs and, and alcohol. Maybe there's some sort of addiction like gambling or gaming. Maybe it's high-end shopping and the worst Um, binge eating. All of these things we have to come to understand. Each of these three areas is important for us to have awareness of. The very first step in gaining an appreciation for why you are enough is to understand all of these other things that are subconsciously playing out like theater in our lives. That's where this particular book does a phenomenal job. I want to share with you some of the key takeaways before we get to the antidote and or the practical application. Consider these summary concepts. Self-esteem how we value and perceive ourselves, and self-confidence, the conviction that one has the ability to meet life's challenges and succeed. This is probably 
the biggest portion of the book, as we've shared in time past, if input being a positive mental attitude is a requirement for output, which is the completion of a goal, a dream, an aspiration, then we got to get the first side right. By knowing that you are enough, it says that whatever you had been told in the past, it doesn't matter anymore. If you didn't have an attitude of appreciation for yourself, then that now becomes a part of you. Perhaps you struggled to be your best friend. You no longer struggle to be your best friend. In each of these three cases that I've just shared, what we're doing is taking a program in our subconscious that no longer serves us, and we're replacing it with a program that does serve us, that does help us get the first part of the equation right, the mindset piece. You have to tell yourself, you have to look yourself in the eye and say it out loud. And it's not one or two times, family. In order to get anything into the subconscious, it takes a great deal of repetition. Repetition in, repetition out. I want that to sort of stick in the frontal lobes of your mind because that's very, very important. People have negative and limiting thoughts about themselves. They act as barriers preventing them from moving forward. If you just break this down into the two energy fields, right, negative and positive, where you have negative, it's just that. It doesn't favor you. It's not promotional. It's not an aid. It's the limiting piece. Whereas on the other side, in the positive mindset, it's limitless. There aren't any labels present to hold you back. Positive is can do. I am well equipped. I will succeed. It takes you down a course or a path that gives you the freedom to try and to recover from incremental failure and continue moving forward. Whereas on the negative side, you don't even get to start in most cases. Beliefs are often formed in childhood and reinforced by words and actions of others. A couple of times just in this talk, we've said that labels that maybe our close loved ones have given us, maybe instructors or teachers, or perhaps our bosses, employers, wherever the labels come from, it's necessary for us to take inventory of those. And in order for us to do that, we can't be in the past and we can't be too far in the future. We got to be right now. The mind works in right now. It's taking care of you right now, today. Those subconscious programs are playing out today, not tomorrow, not yesterday, but today. You have to begin to understand, why do I feel this way right now? 
you got to be able to get into the operating system to find that out. You got to quiet yourself down and you've got to feel those impulses. And when those impulses hit, you've got to be prepared to sever because there's there's just a little bit of time between stimulus and response. And what we're trying to do here is downregulate responses that don't help us and upregulate responses that do help us. It's literally that simple. But for us to do that, we've got to take a step back, slow it down, and then get to a point where we can hear clearly what's going on in our heads and in our hearts. Learning to love and accept oneself and the role of self-compassion is paramount. I know for being a guy, it's not real cool to talk about loving yourself. I'm just going to be transparent and let all of my male listeners know that there isn't anyone on this planet that loves me like I love me. If you saw, <laughs> if you saw how I behave in the mirror and how I interact with me, it would be very, very clear to you why I'm always happy, why I'm always upbeat, why I give myself a break, why I'm never too hard on myself or others, why I don't judge, and why I have such an appreciation for life. If that's not you, if that's not your story, I want to help you change that. For you to be the best version of yourself, you've got to love yourself like nobody ever has and nobody ever will. And you've got to be your chief cheerleader. Let me tell you, when we have a win in this body, every member, every cell in my body is aware. And there's a celebration. We do this often. I want you to be dedicated to setting goals and achieving goals so that you're able to build momentum. And with that momentum, you will also build self-confidence. I get to work with a lot of people. I'm so fortunate. Self-confidence seems like a chronic issue among even those that are incredibly talented, very well educated, and at the top of their careers, you've seen this before, how actors will do very self-destructive things. And you would think they've got it all. They've got the reputation. They've got the power. They've got the financials. But you'd be surprised at how many of them are dealing with all sorts of self-esteem and self-confidence issues, and that's why they act out in the manner in which they act out from time to time. Let us consider this, take necessary steps to set goals and to achieve those goals, to celebrate those successes, build that momentum, which will in turn enhance our self-confidence. Let's just decide to let go. Let's let go of all of the hurt that we felt. Let's let go of any decisions that we've made in the past that had 
consequences that we didn't desire. Let's let go of being critical and harsh. One that I just recently decided to do as of this year is let's also let go of all forms of suffering. I note that suffering for me was self-inflicted. It was either the result of me looking back, retrospectively looking back at situations and circumstances that didn't quite go the way that I wanted them to and entering to the space of shoulda, woulda, coulda, or I'm too far out in the future. Now that's creating or building for me anxiety. And we know that anxiety will very, very easily uh, turn into stress. Stress will uh, initiate high cortisol levels. And now all of a sudden I'm in full-blown fight-or-flight mode. I'm unable to sleep. When that cycle goes full-blown, I get burnt out. It's just a very, very poor set of circumstances. I would like for us to not experience that. If there's anything that we can do to love and to accept ourselves, let us begin to do that most expeditiously and let go. Let's put a wrapper on this. We have some corrective measures and we have four of them. To challenge negative beliefs about ourselves, here's what I would like for you to do. Write down a list of negative thoughts and beliefs and then reframe them with a more positive and realistic alternative. I grew up in an environment where trusting people was not cool at all. You simply didn't do it. So when I was doing this, I wrote an affirmation for myself. And I said, when I was young and when I first learned about trust, I didn't have a moral compass. I had to learn that from my environment and from others. The people who unknowingly were training me and telling me these things, they didn't have the same level of understanding as I have today. And as a result of the understanding that I have today, I forgive them and I release them from giving me inaccurate information. From this day forward, I will trust people. I will resort to believing that earth is a good place minus a few bad apples, something like that. But you see how I took that and I reframed it and I let go and I gave some people a pass. All of the bitterness, the resentment and any other low level vibrations would have to go along away with that. Number two, when you're setting goals, you're looking at short and long-term goals and you're doing your planning, make sure that your goals are specific and that they are achievable. Why? We need momentum. We need wins. The wins translate to momentum. The momentum translates to self-confidence. See yourself through visualization, doing the things that you are striving for. 
see yourself having obtained the goal, the dream, the aspiration. And remember, with visualization, be as vivid as you can. Create descriptive words that are easy for the mind to create pictures from and give it as much detail as possible. Number three, practice self-compassion and self-care. It is incredibly important for us to take time out, for us to have personal time for ourselves, for self-development, for rest and relaxation, and to chart the next courses of action. Planning, planning, planning. You can't plan well if you're too much in your head. You can't plan well if you're fatigued. You can't plan well if you don't have dedicated time set aside specifically where you can do this and do it from a position of love, joy, and peace. There are things that you enjoy doing by all accounts. Do those things. Make time for them. Stand down. Take a break from your handset and your cell phone and your applications. Do some things that make you feel good, that uplift you, that recharge your batteries. Last one. Let go of the need for approval and validation from others. Why is that important? These are probably the same types of people who continue to feed the labels that you got early childhood, adolescence, and your young adult years. We want to absolutely short circuit that whole process. By doing so, we have now drawn a line in the sand. There will be no additional labels from this day forward. In this exercise, we're writing down the labels and one by one, we're going to put an affirmation together with them to reframe them so that over time, we want to begin to undo the damage that these labels are causing us or undo the hindrance that these labels are creating. You being enough is you loving you. You being enough is segmenting yourself from all of the automatic negative thoughts that cross your mind. You can never stop those. What you can do is talk back to them. And the more that you talk back to them by reframing, by affirmation, by visualization, through mindfulness, the more you will find yourself in command of your thought life. Each of us has exactly what we need to fulfill all of our goals and all of our dreams. And success, success is 20% skill and 80% mindset. Keep that in mind as you build your roadmap for the future. That's going to conclude this episode. Thank you for your time and attention. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this, please do share with them as well as family and friends. Tag me on IG at your thought life or spaces Y-O-R thought life and leave a comment. Let us know if there's a particular topic you want us to cover. You are enough. 
You can do it and you are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care and be safe. Thank you.